Welcome back to another episode of the Football Front. Today, we're going to be doing a bonus episode, a news episode. I haven't done one of these in a while, so I felt like doing it. So it'll end up being a bonus episode. Everything else is going as scheduled. We'll still be doing the top 10 tight ends and O-linemen coming up this weekend. Um, so let's get right into it. So today I'm going to be on computer audio. I do not have access to my microphone, but we're going to get through it. And second of all, I'm going to be thanking y'all. I've finally hit 200 plays on this podcast. I'm so grateful. And third of all, check out my uh, website. It's been around, but I haven't been getting many uh, views on it. So hoping to get a few more people to look at that. I'm doing a best players of all time series on there. Keep still going. I'm doing four teams at eight at a time still got a few more uh sets of teams to go so you know you can check it out there i've i can I'll, I'll also drop a few polls and surveys around there and you know so we you know it's just kind of fun around there and then you also have ways to give feedback on there uh so you can also leave a voice message get your voice on the podcast the link should be in the description box below so should the website, but you can also leave a uh, star review, star star review and a written review on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple Podcast, I'd really love it if you do that. Five stars, best friends. So, but let's get right back into this now. Starting off, I'm just you know going off of ESPN, just you know scrolling through and kind of looking. So they did roster rankings for all 32. NFL teams, weaknesses, X factors, and their starting lineup. So I'm just, I'm gonna go through that. Uh, Buccaneers, their biggest strength, Tom Brady. Biggest weakness is their running back Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. That's gonna be their problem. Is what they're saying. I can agree on that. I think the running game needs to have a bounce back here. They weren't amazing last year, but they you know got the job done. They're saying their X factor will be linebacker Devin White. I can agree with that. Up at number two, Kansas City Chiefs. Offensive trio, obviously. The weakness. Um, the defensive line outside of Chris Jones. So, and then obviously their X factor here coming in. Let's see. McCall Hardman. They have McCall Hardman being the X factor. So I'm going to not go through strengths and weaknesses anymore, just trying to keep this a less than two-hour episode, I guess. If I see something interesting, though, I will point it out. Up at number three, Cleveland. I can, I think I can agree with that. I'm not going to argue. I have a Bills over them. The Bills are at number four in this case. But I'd have the Bills over them, and then I can, I'd be perfectly fine putting the Browns number four. Don't think Baker Mayfield's elite but I think he has potential to be elite. So, you know, that's on them. Buffalo, at number four for them. I think they need to be – I think their defense needs to be better. That's – Josh Allen's going to be good, I think. Stephon Diggs won't have any problems, nor any of their other receivers. The running game, I think, should be fine with Singletary. But I think it's going to be their secondary especially. They can get, you know, everything out of their players there. You know, I don't think they'll have any problems in the passing game. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. 
So this summer. we'll uh, see how that is. Um, up at number five, they have the Baltimore Ravens. I think they should be just a little lower. I don't think they're going to be as good as people are thinking this year. All they really added, they got a better offensive line, which is good. But all they added was Sammy Watkins for, like, targets for Lamar Jackson. That's good. He's a good second or third, and I like the move. But they need a wide receiver that's going to separate himself out from the rest of the pack. They have a bunch of average to good receivers. Not a bunch, but, like, they have, you know, those two guys. And then Mark Andrews, who's a very good tight end. But, you know, Hollywood Brown and Watkins aren't going to carry the passing load for, you know, Lamar Jackson. Because, you know, I don't know how good Lamar will be. You know, you know, passing at least. We know he's a good runner and you know he's a very good player. But they, and I know they're going to revolve around the run game, but they need to have a pass game to complement that. That's, that's my big question for them. They have Packers at number six. I can agree with that. The X Factor, obviously, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I can agree, obviously. That's what they have. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, they slide down. At seven, Rams. Their strength is their defense. I mean, I think that's enough to keep them up there. Stafford, I think, will be solid, and they got a good top two receivers and a solid offensive line at that. Uh, Dallas at eight. They have Minnesota at nine. Wow. Wow. I can't agree with that. I just can't. I think they'll be solid, but I don't think they'll be that that good. Their biggest weakness is going to be their defense, I think. And Kirk Cousins, actually. Kirk Cousins, solid quarterback. He'll have two targets that are good. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. He'll be able to hand it off to Dalvin Cook. Will the you know offensive line be good? But I think I think the question is going to be on uh, a lot more on what's his name, um, Kirk Cousins, and then their defense has has to be solid. Um, because outside of those players that I kind of just highlighted, they're they're not don't have any other big time players that I know of us outside of actually sorry my bad their interior defensive line is not bad Alvin Tomlinson Michael Pierce Daniel Hunter and Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr is not a bad middle linebacker but their secondary will they be able to keep up Cameron Dantzler Patrick Peterson Mackenzie Alexander Harrison Smith Xavier Woods not the youngest not the fastest I think that's my big question for them at least of a 10 Denver Denver Broncos. Quarterback position, that's going to hold them back, I think. Denver's not a number 10 team. Definitely not. You know, who are you going to play? Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater? Sorry. Either way, I don't think that's going to be enough to carry them. 11, San Francisco 49ers. 12, Washington football team. 13, Tennessee Titans. 14, Indianapolis Colts, 15, Seahawks, 16, Pittsburgh, 17, New Orleans, 18, New England, 19, New York Giants, 20, LA Chargers, 21, the Cardinals, 22, Miami, 23, Chicago, 24, Cincinnati, 
25 Falcons, 26 Vegas, 27 Carolina, 28 Jacksonville, 29 Philly, 30 New York Jets, and 31 Detroit Lions, 32 is Houston. I gotta say, I agree with the top and I agree with the bottom, but I think the middle is definitely not, you know, not what I think is a good middle. So that's, I guess, my review on that. I agree with the top and I agree with the bottom. I have no, I don't think, I don't have many problems with that, but, um, you know, outside of that, that's the thing. So up next, next headline here. Stefan Gilmore. So he made his contract status feelings public. So let's see. He did not attend the mandatory minicamp. Let's see. I'm just gonna read keep reading through. So he's on for I think another year. And he's he's a he's not overpaid either. No, is he? Wait. No, he's not he's not that top ten highly most highly paid. Now, I think for Stefan Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore Every team's going to want to add Stephon Gilmore. But the question is, is Bill Belichick willing to deal him? And I don't think he is. So I think Stephon Gilmore, I could see him holding out. But I don't think they'll trade him because unless they get, like, a good offer. Because I, But just as much, I could also see Bill Belichick just dealing away for what looks like nothing but what ends up to be you know, that, sorry, I kind of forgot what I was saying, but moving on, so moving on now, sorry, said that twice, so, um, moving, let's see, trying to find another story, tight ends university is going on, so some of the tight, so a lot of tight ends have gotten together, and, you know, helped each other work on their skills. I think that's very cool. Some people, you know, when great, when George Kittle, sorry, was asked about uh, why Tim Tebow wasn't there is, well, he said, and I can very much agree with this, is when you have the option between a first-year guy, well, not first-year, but like first-year tight end guy, and when you have the option between like um, him and some second string guy, you're gonna take that second string guy, you know. So that's what he said. So New York Jets signed Morgan Moses to one year deal. He was released by the football team in a salary cap move. So in May. Um Pittsburgh news here. They released David DeCastro and signed Trey Turner. Now I'm going to spend a bit more on this because David DeCastro, one of the better guards in the league for a while, but 
he had his ankle was had some problems. He was the last piece of that core offensive line that's protected Big Ben because Marquise Pouncey gone, Villanueva gone, and all of those core players are gone. He was the last one. He got released. With, with so yeah, let's see. Read the article here. This is from ESPN. Non-football injury. So they also, but then they also agreed to terms with the former Pro Bowler Trey Turner on a one-year deal. He visited. Some people were saying, oh, he'll sign and that'll cause the end, and they were right. And but a lot of people were also saying, no, they're not going to sign him. They're going to keep DeCastro, and they were wrong. So he's getting ankle surgery for the third time. That's for David DeCastro. He tried to fix it last year. So this is a quote from him. I have to get the surgery on my ankle a third time, DeCastro told the newspaper. I tried to fix it last year, but the bone spurs keep coming back. It nagged me pretty bad all last year. So, and then when asked if by the uh, by the newspaper if he wanted to play, he said, I got to see how my surgery goes, but I'd have no problem calling it a day and moving on with my life. So... He didn't have any, uh, you know, he didn't, he wouldn't have any problem just retiring, and I think he most likely will. So that's just interesting. And I don't know. The question for me also, because Steelers is, will Trey Turner stay healthy? Trey Turner stays healthy. It's a good, they get a good, solid O lineman to at least protect Ben for at least another year. I like the signing, low-risk, pretty solid reward. So he also had a pretty big hat, cap hit, and he saved the Steelers $8.75 million in cap space. So I, I, think, um, I think this will help the Steelers. They'll be able to sign. That, that's what allowed them actually to sign. Trey Turner. So I think it'll I think it will help them but hurt them. I think it's a slight downgrade, but it's not the biggest downgrade, you know, of all time. Um moving on to a new article, let's see. So, here's an article saying, NFL players who voluntarily opt out of 2021 season due to COVID-19 will not receive stipend. I have no idea what that is, so let's look that up real quick. We'll move on with the article. So, a stipend, a fixed regular sum paid, of, so their salary. They will not receive their salary. So, the players must decide by July 2nd if they plan to opt out of playing due to COVID-19. They will not be paid any stipend this year if they voluntarily opt out. So, in a memo sent to clubs Wednesday and obtained by the Associated Press, the league and NFL Players Association agreed that only high-risk players will receive a site stipend of $350,000. Voluntary opt-outs received a $150,000 stipend in 2020. 
qualify as high risk, a player must have opted out last season and have an effective contract executed before October 1st, 2020, or have been newly newly diagnosed with a CDC-defined high-risk condition. Rookies wouldn't be eligible unless they were diagnosed with a high-risk condition after signing a contract. So I think that is very interesting. So if you voluntarily opt out, you actually will lose your, you know, salary. And I wonder how much that will affect the players, you know, amount of players opting out. I think it was 67 players that opted out last year. I think that number will go down significantly. So that's just my thoughts on that. Okay, so the four misdemeanor charges against former Washington running back Darius Geis were dropped. Small little thing there. Not very big. Let's see. Oh, gosh. The um, trash talk. Oh, gosh. Brady calls out Rodgers and DeChambeau. Apparently, there's some golf tournament going on. Brady and Rodgers are in it with DeChambeau and uh, I forgot who else. But anyway, I found this interesting here. The Vegas Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib has top-selling NFL jersey at Fanatics in the day in day since announcement. In here's the first paragraph here. In twenty in the twenty-four hours since Carl Nassib became the first active NFL player to come out as gay, the the Las Vegas Raiders defensive end jersey has been the top-selling item across the league, according to Fanatics. I wonder why, because Carl Nassib, if you look at his stats, he's not like Oh, I have a Carl Nassib jersey. This guy's, oh, this you know, really great player. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's a solid player. He's just not a overall insane player. Um, in his career, he has 142 total tackles, um, 20.5 sacks, three forced fumbles, one fumble return. One interception and 16 passes defended and a kick blocked. And let's see at his stats how long is he? He's a 28 year old. He was picked in 2016. So solid player, not a um insane player. Very solid though. So that's Carl Nassib in his top selling jersey. Kind of find that interesting. Um, Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown. His probation is terminated. And this is one year early. Let's see what else there is here. Kansas City Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark arrested in L.A. on suspicion of having concealed gun in vehicle. Kansas City Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark was arrested in L.A. after police saw a submachine gun in his car. 
He's 28 years old. I wonder how this will uh, affect his career and his uh, spot on the Chiefs. And just another, I'm going to say this again. Uh, all of this is via ESPN, all these articles. So, moving on again. Minnesota Vikings rookie Jalen Twyman shot, expected to make full recovery. Sad. He was one of several victims wounded during a shooting in Washington, D.C. So, offer my condolences to him and his family. Uh, Zayvon Collins, the Cardinals rookie, arrested for excessive speed and reckless driving. Wow. Oh, how many people have been getting arrested lately? My gosh. Um, Eli Manning rejoins the Giants in business operations with a fan engagement role. So Eli Manning officially back with the organization in a business operations and fan engagement role. He also worked on original content development, which includes a new lifestyle series that premieres this fall. Manning's now 40, retired, which I think two seasons back. So not much there, just gotta kinda say it because it's news and I need something to fill out in this video, or not video, podcast. Um, Brady and Mahomes share the Madden cover. For the first time, there's been two people on the Madden cover. The last time that what happened was when Paul Amalu and I think it was Fitzgerald were on the cover together. So, that's, I guess, Madden news. I guess it's NFL related, but, you know. I'll take it. Next up is some Bears news. Justin Fields is okay and buys into the Bears' plan of starting Andy Dalton to begin the season. Um, So I, I find that, I guess, a bit interesting. I mean, I wouldn't exactly want to be, you know, I, I know how it's worked out in the past where you throw your rookie quarterback in there and it doesn't work out well. So I, I, I can support that decision. Um, And I'm glad that Fields does. I mean, shows that he's at least committed to the team first mentality. Backup 49ers defensive end Jordan Willis suspended six games for PED policy violation. And then Matt LaFleur saying that the Packers have one plan regardless of who plays quarterback. I don't necessarily believe that because, you know, there's a decent difference between Jordan Love and Justin Fields. Jordan Love's a lot younger. Jordan Love's probably a lot more mobile. And... Aaron Rodgers has a lot more experience. I think 
they can have that one plan, but it may not work out the same. All right. I've heard a lot about Dwayne Haskins in the Steelers minicamp. Dwayne Haskins, obviously, he got signed earlier in free agency to them. And um, and I, it was a low-risk, high-reward kind of play. And I, I really like that signing. But, you know, I've heard good things that Haskins has done well. Can't believe everything you see, though. Haskins said his primary goal this summer was to prove that he still loves football to the Steelers. That's what he was trying to prove. So, trying to find another new article. Vince Wolfork's son charged with stealing $300,000 of dad's jewelry, including New England Patriots super boring. That's sad. I wonder if he got them back. <laughs> I mean, I hope he did. I would never want to lose a Super Bowl ring. I mean, those things are like the rarest things in the world, I'd bet. Um... Um, sorry, it takes a while to find an article that's worth talking about. I keep seeing all the darn old articles about the vaccine hesitancy. I'm not going to talk about that. Probably a bit controversial. But, um, Derek Carr says he has no desire to leave the Raiders. Um, I mean, if I was Derek Carr, I mean, I'm, I would be dedicated to my team. I feel like the Raiders have some future potential if they rebuild. But if you're the Raiders, do you want to trade Carr? I think if you're the Raiders, you might want to trade Carr. It's just whether Carr wants to leave. I don't think that matters. And then the media got into a big rage over Tua throwing a few interceptions in the mini camp, but, you know, quite a few, few, few interceptions, but in its mini camp, it's, you know, time to shake the rust off, get ready for training camp to prove your spot on the team. I think it's okay for your second-year quarterback to make mistakes. Um, I don't get the whole, you know, ruckus over that. Um, that is all I've gotten, so that, I think that's it for today's episode, make sure you check out my website, leave a star review and rating, um, leave a voice message, I really hope you all enjoyed, I had a lot of fun recording this, and I'll see you this weekend. Thank y'all for listening. See y'all next week. Thanks for 200 plays.